says, talk comics to me time. I'm Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. We're just going to just blow through this. I, I mean, last time we spent like an hour doing stuff, so. I was lonely, though. I was in Chicago by myself. Yeah, it was a whole different experience. Uh, today we are together. So we'll just... We're going to talk about these comics. Knock it on out. You start us off. Okay. I have Frank Frazetta's so Death Do... I literally had to wash my hair before I, I came over. I should have washed my hair. Okay. My hair was so disgusting. Um, okay, this is Frank Frazetta's Death Dealers, issue number five. Uh, and this is technically a one-shot, so it's completely separate from the other story that I have been talking about. It Death Dealer's not in this at all. Uh, this story is about a sea goddess. I forget what uh, the name that she goes by in here. It's just like God of Sea or something like that. It's Sea Witch. It's just Sea Witch. <laughs> um, so basically, this kid named Oberon? Oberon? Um, Orison. I was completely wrong here. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of names in here. So Orison is praying to the sea goddess because she is the sea witch. She's the sea witch. She's a goddess. She's a witch. Whatever. He is praying to her because there are um, bad guys that are coming to his land to take over and kill, and he can't leave because his younger sister is sick, and so she's bed bound, and so he is praying to the sea witch to ask for her help. Um, she, she hears him and she's like, you know, give me something that uh, I would need rather than things that are given to me all the time because he gives her like a locket, like mm-hmm. a, it's like gold. And she's like, the sea is filled with all this kind of stuff from shipwrecks and stuff. Give me something that, you know, I would have never gotten otherwise. So throughout the story, while his <clears throat> home is being attacked, he's going around trying to find something that he could give to her. <clears throat> and she's waiting for him because she does want to help him, but of course everything comes with like a price. Yeah. So she's like waiting for him. Um, it, I really like this story. I thought it was very, it was sad and also very, I don't want to say cute because that seems like the wrong term to use. The yeah. kid was cute. I liked, he just was doing everything he could to like help his sister. So. It was, just, it was just a nice little one-shot. Uh, the next one is a one-shot as well, who is the one who does Barbaric. Um, and then when issue seven comes back, that's when Death Dealer story starts again. So okay. I thought it was kind of weird the way it was set up because I didn't realize number five and number six were one-shots. And that's why when you had mentioned that, I was like, I can't find this anywhere. I don't. I can't <laughs> find any like one-shots. But it's because it's part, part of, the of the series. series. Yeah. Okay. A side quest, if you will. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. That's mm. good. Uh, I have Batman vs. Robin. This is issue number one. This is a book by Mark Wade and uh, God damn, what's his name? Azrar. Yeah. Uh, Mahmoud Ar- Azrar? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I could not remember his first name. Um, and this is a story about Damien after the a- events. Events. Events of City of Bane and Alfred dying and being outcast. Um, so this is just Damien and Batman duking it out. But there's you know, more more to it. Yeah, I was gonna say there's magic involved, right? Yes, there is lots of magic okay. involved. And I I really, really like this. I did end up adding it to my full file because I think it's only three issues. Five. Five? Okay. Five. Yes. Uh, I only know that because I had to look it up today. I was like, I knew it was a very small amount of issues. But yeah, 
I'm willing to go in for five issues. I mean, with that team. Yeah, it was intriguing enough, and I'm interested, and it has that, uh, what's it, the demon... Nazara? Nazul? Nezha? There we go, Nezha. So, you know, got that familiarity with him from World's Finest, so... I was gonna say, might I recognize well, him. Might as well do a little crossover issue. Um, right. <laughs> Next, I have <laughs> Castle Full of Blackbirds. This is issue number one. Uh, this is uh, in the world of Hellboy. And this is kind of confusing in its own way, but it's fine. But Sarah Mae Blackbird, Blackburn is going to like this school. But there's, like, more to it, because when she gets there, it looks like it's closed, but the thing, the people start appearing, and so things are not what they seem. Where does the bird come in? I... Do we know yet? I don't know yet. Okay. But there is, like, feathers and, like, weird, like, weird bird stuff going on. Okay. But I don't know really what's happening, necessarily. All right. Well, are you, did you add that? Yeah, I did add Because it's usually only like two issues, right? Yeah, it's only like a few issues. So I figured. Okay. I, I feel like as it goes on, I will catch the story a little bit more. But okay. this was a little harder for me. I was just like, okay, witches. It's like some weird witch stuff is going on and somebody's trying to like use her for like something. Some like future magic things. We got a lot this week with birds and witches. Yeah. And that is, magic. And magic, yeah. That is yeah. very true. So <laughs> that's what you're going to have to deal with. Uh, so next we have, we both have the least you can do, least we can do. This is issue number one. Um, this is by the same team that does, that did uh, a thing called Truth. Yeah, I was like, what the heck is that called? Because you're the one that read that idea. Yeah, I read that first issue. Um and I feel like I, I have the same feelings about this as I had about that. Mm-hmm. It was that I enjoyed it. It was, it was cute. It was fun. I, I did not necessarily... I don't necessarily want to keep reading it. I am curious to see what happens. But basically, it's about this girl named Uriel who uh, wants to study magic. Um, because in their world, <clears throat> magic is only... It's kind of stored and hoarded by like the soldiers and stuff and used for their benefit but there are other people who know how to use it they just can't show that they know how to use it Mm -hmm. so she wants to study it so that it can be used by everyone for good for good yeah so that's basically it I am I am curious because I, I do I don't know I'm kind of the on the same fence like I'm just mm-hmm. I don't know how much I actually enjoy it and how much I'm just like well tell me more about like how the magic in this world works yeah like and I like the art a lot yeah and it's just like yeah and it's a cute like it's a cute interesting story but I I wouldn't say it's not necessarily a story for me it's just like something that's not I'm not really drawn into right. I just have so much to read. Like, I think I might read the second issue, but I, I have so much that I'm, like, trying to take off my pull right now. I don't know if I can afford to, like, add more. Yeah, no, I think that's the problem, and especially with, like, spooky books coming up, and I know I added quite a few of those. Like, gotta keep yep. keep on a level playing field, I suppose. Same. Um, this is 10,000... 
the Bone Orchard Mythos. This is 10,000 Black Feathers. This is uh, Jeff Lemire and on Andrea Sorrentino. <laughs> uh, book and I, I really really like this um, once again some weird heady horror stuff going on here uh, but also straightforward yeah it very very much is um, I can never remember the main person's name the main kid I know one one is Jack no the mom is Terry oh what the heck anyway you talk, I'll look. Okay, so it's just about Trish. Okay, Trish. Yeah. Trish. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there it is. Uh, it's just about this girl named Trish. When she's younger, she meets this other kid named Jack, and they obviously become friends. There's some weird stuff that is happening. Mm-hmm. You don't quite know what yet, but when she's grown up, she goes to see Jack's mom, and then I don't, I don't know how to explain it without like giving the whole plot yeah. away even though there's not really much to know right now but basically something happened to jack and that is part of the the mystery of the story yeah. um she is a writer trish is and she just goes back home yeah i really like i'm very intrigued for sure and i'm really interested to see how like these stories end up connecting in the end yeah me too i'm because this kind of starts off like the last one ended, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is I know we're, what we're doing." And then I was like, "Oh no, this is not this isn't not it at all, not at all what I thought it was going to be." <laughs> yeah. like, I don't I don't know what my expectations were for it, but it is completely different than the direction I thought it was going based on how the last story went. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're obviously not the same. Yeah, they're just set in the same universe. I guess is probably the easiest way to explain it but those two together man yeah and i like i said to you earlier and yesterday she's like i really like the art Mm -hmm. um the the differences in art like it's like oh i've never seen his art look like that before Mm -hmm. like full use of colors like that so it was yeah i really really like that a lot yeah, the story is told in, like, a few different parts when they're younger, like, mm-hmm. I guess, flashbacks. how a book would read. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> flashbacks and flash forwards. And this is five issues? Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe five or six. I can't, I remember seeing it, but I just, I can't remember how many now. Um, I kind of blacked out because I was like, oh, I thought they were all supposed to be trades, and then this one was, like, single issues, and I was like, whatever. Yeah, just, that was like, very confusing. Give me the single issues, and I'll move on with my life now. I'll read them all, just give them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so I am going to talk about this book that I did not finish reading. Uh, this is called Bird King. It's basically just about a girl named Bianca who's a... a apprentice to like an infamous arcane blacksmith she flees her homeland and kind of teams up with this mythical creature called the bird king um and says together they will have to overcome dozens of enemies to reach atlas and along the way unravel the mystery of the bird king and their ancestral connection so atlas is the the fabled land in the story um i Again, started reading this and didn't finish it. I love the art for it. I say the art is really good. It's so, so good. Yeah. Those pinks. Oh, yeah. It looks cool as hell. Yeah. looks great. 
But yeah, when I am obviously planning to finish reading this, I was actually going to read it before I came over here, mm-hmm. but I ended up eating way too much. Uh, I, I made myself some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and then got distracted. So I will finish reading this and then I will let you borrow it and we can discuss it. All right. All right. So then I have Dark Beach. This is issue number six. This is the last issue. The mystery is all wrapped up. Oh, shit. The mystery of the fake sun. The mystery of the fake sun and how the Earth got set off its orbit. Um, in the end, I enjoyed it. I had a fun fun little ride. Um, not much to say. Was there a black hole? No. Oh. Well. I, I don't want to say anything, uh, but there were other parts of it where I was like, okay, I was not expecting that. Okay. Little curveballs thrown. All right. Okay. Uh, and then I have Jana and the Impossible Monsters. This is issue number 11. There's only one more issue of this left, actually. Oh. Um, but it's fine. I continue to really like this book. The art is incredible. The story is really heartfelt and fun. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see like how it wraps itself up and how it concludes. And I don't know. I'll, be, I'll, I'll miss my little friends, but... It was a good little ride. Have you been giving those to Hugo? Mm-hmm. Are those the ones? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Next, <clears throat> we have Love Everlasting. This is issue number two. This is a little book about uh, Jane. Joan. Joan. Jane, Joan. J-name, I got it. Joan, who is kind of stuck in a love story loop. Yeah, I was going to say time loop, but... It- well, it applies, but it also doesn't. Yeah. A love loop is good. Yeah. I like that. So you kind of find out how this loop, not like how it's working, but ask, you find out what's kind of going on. Yeah, it does Without finding out anything. Yeah, because the first issue was kind of confusing in that there were three different like love stories within it, and then at the end you kind of got like the start to the actual story. Mm-hmm. And this one is one love loop, and then you see how everything starts and ends and yes. begins. Yes, yes. Um, the I, beginning is the end, and the end is the beginning. I love this. I, this is so much yeah. fun. Um, way more than I thought I was going to, just because... I am a little tired of, um, you know, sometimes it's just hard, <laughs> um, but I really did enjoy this. I love love stories, and I love complicated love stories. Yeah, and I really love uh, her art a lot. Also, Chartier's. Chartier's. Chartier's art. Chartier's. Yeah, either way, someday we'll figure, we'll get that right. Yeah, mm. I'll have to YouTube how to pronounce that. So we don't look like jackasses. Elsa Charitier is what it looks like. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Anyway, that art we'll really on the docket. Really fits fits well with the story. And it does. It really like, sells the book really well. I, I agree. And the colors are really good, mm-hmm. too. It's just, I don't know, overall, it's just a really good story. Yeah. Very enjoyable. All right. We got Mindset. This is issue number three. This is a story, a little story about mind control. <laughs> we need the uh, easel. <laughs> yeah, Chris, you gotta make 3D print us an easel right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. Um, but yeah, Ben Sharp and his friends are building a new command center for their startup. 
and it has it's full of coders and good intentions and their app goes viral and they achieve overnight success but that's not always they always go like swimming thing. with the sharks <laughs> <laughs> we're reading the back of it it's telling yeah. us what to say don't worry about it thanks vault comics as always yeah vault comics rules um but yeah they everything gets you know the app is up and running and available for people and obviously the the big wigs are wanting a piece of it but not just a piece they want all of it and our little group of mind controlling freaks just don't agree with it <laughs> yeah I, it's interesting because it's like i don't want the bad guys to get it but i also don't want these dumb tech bros to have it Mm-mm. it's like i don't want anyone to have mind control like this is a fucking this is bad this is a bad idea it's weird because like even ben like the the main character who's telling the story like i don't like him but there are parts of me that are like well you i feel like sympathize a little yeah because he's trying to like do the right thing and he keeps getting convinced like otherwise but and that's the the part of me where i'm just like well if you're that easily swayed then you're not a good guy either like, you're not really trying. But yeah, and then he also mentions, like, is he being mind controlled? Yeah. Which I thought was, like, a really interesting aspect of it, too. Because then it's like, well, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And, like, yeah. It's then really... you add the the uh, aspect of, like, paranoia into the story yeah. as well. Which, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, this story is really good. It's another one of those that kind of took me by surprise, like, how much I like it. It's a lot to read. Mm-hmm. and absorb but it is it's done really really well and the way that he is telling the story because again in the first issue it's like after a murder takes place and this is the story that he's telling that leads up to it like i feel like i'm sitting there like listening to him tell yeah. this no. stupid story yeah the narration is really solid yeah i really really like the artwork a lot like i like the way it looks and like the way panels are set up and the I yeah, mean, that, that page I got obviously. stuck on a loop. I know. I, I, I like, started too. reading it again, and I was like, "Oh shit, no! This is not what I wanted to. I need to keep going." But this this page where it like starts breaking apart, yeah, and you get like the mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it was back. There was another page that was like that where the art was like cracking, and you could like see, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's just really good. The story is done really well. Yeah. The art works really, really well with the story. Uh, I don't know. Overall, just like a very interesting and solid story. I'm into it. And I don't even know how many issues this is supposed to be. I, I did not actually look at that. I have no idea. <laughs> I, just I never even looked. It, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's good. It works. It, it's worth it, is what we're saying. <laughs> okay. I have covered the dead with lime. This is issue number two. It is a Blood Moon Comics LLC. It's for matures only. Matures only, huh? <laughs> okay. So, uh, this is a story about the, the Black Plague, and what if, like, instead of people, like, dying, they, like, came back, like, zombies, kind of? Mm-hmm. So, it follows this doctor named Jack, who was kind of going across the country, um, trying to help people. Um, but this is, like, in the thick of it, after everyone realizes, like, the dead are coming back to life like after they die from bubonic plague and so he's by himself and he's just having a very bad time um but he is following a letter that someone had written to him like before this started like really happening like at the beginning of the pandemic (laughs) Um, no (laughs) 
Yeah, it starts at the beginning, so that's kind of what his goal is, is to get to this, like, child, essentially. Mm -hmm. And when he gets there, he ends up, like, stuck in a cellar where she is, like, on one side, and there's just dead in between them, and he's not sure if, it, like, they're dead dead or they're alive dead. Sick. Yeah. So it's, like... Like, the art, it's weird. Yeah, it's really, really weird, and it's, like, dark, and, like, again, my medieval art thing, but it's just, like, it's gross. Yeah, it's pretty icky. But I, it fits really well with the story, and I do really like the story a lot, and, yeah, it's it's a very weird story. I feel like it was one that I was going to like anyway just because of the content, but mm -hmm. the way that the art works with the story is really cool, and... It's just another one I was kind of shocked by. <laughs> I just got the... I was like, I like that name. That's a sick name for a comic. Yeah. And then it ended up being way cooler than I expected. Hmm. I wish I had not passed up, but I did because I... Because I thought the name was also interesting. Mm -hmm. And, like, what it was about it was interesting. But then I was like, I don't know about this comic line. So. I mean, it's a... Yeah, it's a Blood <clears throat> Moon comics. And, like, the two that I have from this... I really, really like. Yeah. But then all the other ones that I've read, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I would enjoy those. Yeah. So yeah. I must be really good at picking comics <laughs> from Blood Moon. <laughs> okay, I'll move on. I have Daredevil. This is issue number three. Um, this is an issue about Matt trying to recruit people to come with him to be part of <clears throat> the fist that takes down the hand. And within this issue, he learns... That Frank is the one who has taken over the hand. Okay, so so it's... yeah, bridges are gapped here, mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, we'll see what happens. I still really enjoy the story, and I like how it's kind of tying into Punisher, and I don't know what's gonna happen. So I remember you saying that last. No, it would have been no, it was last week. Yeah, when you were talking about Punisher and how you were excited for. Daredevil to come in, so yeah. here is the start. Yeah, and you're kind of figuring, I I don't know, maybe I was not reading well enough or just kind of been reading too much, but this also kind of talks about more like why Matt wants to do this whole uh, fist thing because he thinks it's for like the greater good, like just fighting crime mm -hmm. on the lower level in Hell's Kitchen isn't like, you know, really making the difference that it could make. Okay. And then, you know, taking down the hand would create a utopia, so... Okay. We'll see. I sometimes forget that Hell's Kitchen is, like, an actual place, and it's not just a Gordon Ramsay show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always uh, weird for me. But, anyway. <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to move on. Uh, this is Above Snakes. This is issue number three is about a man named Dirt who is out for revenge. And this is him and his bird kind of, I guess, bonding. His bird is looking for a mate. I love that art. Yeah, the art is so good. Is that Sherman? Yeah. I, I keep, I can never remember. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, their art is great. But yeah, this is a, I still really, really like this story. I, I thought this issue was interesting just because you meet somebody else who is out for revenge. And they also basically have this revenge bird with them. And the only way to get rid of your revenge bird is to, like, accomplish your revenge. Okay. And both of these people are out for revenge on the same gang. Oh. But for different reasons. And so one of them's not going to be able to get rid of their revenge bird. Yeah. 
That's or, or accomplish their revenge as yeah. they, they need. This. So, yeah. I thought that was, like, a really interesting twist to the story that I was not yeah. expecting. But, you know, it's also about a, cow, or a cowboy gang that rapes and murders people, so... So, I feel like more more than one person's probably gonna you know get caught up in that. Right. So here's a question. Maybe you can answer it. Probably. So not. if only one of them gets revenge on the gang, and there there are two people with the the revenge birds, so one of them does it, right? Gang is gone. Mm-hmm. Can the person who didn't get revenge on the gang get revenge by killing this other person no, to get rid of I their revenge bird? Be, can the revenge be transferred? I don't. I feel like that'd be a stupid way to make that work. Because then, like, you don't want to... Why would you revenge against the person who is also, like... Because they took away your chance yeah, at revenge. Yeah, I get it. But I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll but see, I was we'll just trying to... the story goes. Yeah, I was just know? trying to think of another way to get rid of your revenge bird. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be stuck with it for life. You know how annoying birds are? Yeah, I do. <sighs> I hate birds. Yeah. I really hate birds. <laughs> I really hate birds. I don't know, like... Do you understand how much I don't like birds? No, I no <laughs> Yeah, I hate birds. I got attacked by a, a geese when I was younger, like five. Oh, my God. And one of the first times I went to the zoo and saw a peacock, I guess I screamed on the top of my lungs because I'm terrified of birds. <laughs> and, I, yeah, I really don't like birds. They make me nervous. I they're, get it. They're, like, yeah. just, they're really sketchy. Like, I like birds from a distance. Like, I like seeing birds. But don't come near me. I like, like, the idea of birds. Yeah. But birds overall, like, fuck them. I get stressed also, out by how long they live. Also, they're, like, they're dinosaurs. Yeah. Which is <laughs> immediately untrustworthy. <laughs> just no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's above snakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. I, yeah, I just really thought you knew how much I didn't. Like no, birds. I didn't. Yeah. We've never talked about birds before. Yeah, no, I don't like birds. The whole time we've been friends, like not once that we talked. I love birds, especially like medium, the big, bigger birds. Mm-hmm. Like no, no. I get scared by like geese. Like I feel like yeah, that's no, one geese. thing. Turkeys, fuck turkeys geese. can fuck right off. I don't want anything to yeah, do with them. No. Big birds. Not into mm-hmm. it. Not into it. I do like the little gray birds that sing. That do little whistles. I think that's cute. Are you making up birds right now? <laughs> no, parakeets. Whatever they're called. Parakeets. Home birds. Yeah, home. <laughs> I don't think anyone should keep a bird in their home. No, I think that's I don't I don't think so either. But that, there's that is, this that is just I'm I'm sorry if this is ableist, but that's psychotic behavior. But they clip their wings. That's like mean. Yeah, that is mean. It's and mean. Also, yeah, nobody. Okay, this is this, this is, is this is devolved. We there. gotta go. <laughs> I will never own a parrot though, because they live for like 80 years, and I can't live with the fact that my parrot will be alive after I die. <laughs> that would make me so sad. Or just like, Hello. yeah, like, my God. <laughs> Who's gonna take care of it? Not you. I don't know. I don't know if that's what parrots sound like. I think that's a pigeon. Oh wait, that's what. We don't. We don't know birds. Clearly. Okay, we're just gonna go. This is do a power bomb. This is issue number four. Yeah, boy. This is a Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicier. Dang it! You transferred it to me. (laughs) I looked at it and was even like Spicer. And I said spicier. He's spicy, boy. <laughs> spicy. Uh, I love this book so much. I, If you were part of our Patreon, this was my pick of the week. 
just because it is like the perfect Daniel Warren Johnson book. Mm-hmm. It's so great, and I'm just so. I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm not ready for my baby heart to take it in. Um, just a. Uh, the art in this, oh my god, is so good. I can't. And a wrestling tournament to bring back somebody from the dead. And the stakes are pretty high for everybody involved. Uh, yeah, I just, I love the relationships in this like story quite a bit. I love, I love the art. Um, I love the way the story like is intertwined with silliness mm-hmm. and just like seriousness because like there are part of parts of this book where I was like little like choked up like trying to read it like I won't cry and there's other parts where like the montage scenes where I was like oh that's really funny so and good. great like it's just it's such a well done book um and yeah I once again cannot ever suggest a Daniel Warren Johnson book enough because they're never what they seem like they're very much a book where like you can't judge a book by its cover or like by what you think it's about right it is because it's it's about wrestling for sure mm-hmm. it is both lighter and heavier than you would expect mm-hmm. um did you read any of the notes no, to I didn't have okay time. i actually did but i just want to read one little part here because i think you would appreciate it so this is uh just a letter to daniel warren johnson it said um Already huge fan, blah, blah, blah. The way you nail how promos, ring announcers, and commenters sound is uncanny. I've also heard before how much you incorporate pro wrestling moves in your comics. Beta Ray Bell. One, I can't wait to check it out. And two, keep it keep it going, whatever you, re- whatever you create. You nail how beautiful moonsaults are and how devastating chops can be. Now I trust you to draw Batman <laughs> driving, <laughs> driving Bane to the floor with a one-winged angel as a receipt for that stiff backbreaker. Oh, that would be so sick. Yeah. Cheers. I just thought that, that was would a be really so funny. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really like, funny letter. Yeah. Um, but all of the letters to him in this are like really, really good. There's one where this guy is saying like, I appreciate your books. You know, like when my grandpa was in hospice fighting brain cancer, this is how we bonded. And like, we watched wrestling. So reading this book, <laughs> yeah, just really brought that back there. They were all just really, really good letters. And I, I read author's notes for the most part, but letters to the authors I don't normally read but I have read them all for them because they're all just like so good they're all so heartwarming and just devastating yeah I feel like that shows you a lot about like who he is and like Mm -hmm. the work he puts out and this book too like because even you know like one of our customers who I suggested it to was like make can you make sure I get that book like, I really, really like it. And when I suggested it to him, he was, like, kind of apprehensive. He was, mm-hmm. like, because it was about wrestling. He was, like, I don't know about that. Yeah. it's But, and again, then, it's and more. Then, yeah. And then he was, like, yeah, it's, like, it's just more than wrestling. And I was, like, yeah, I know. That's what I was trying to tell you when I was talking yeah. to you about it in the yeah. first place. That's how you always start it. It's just, like, it's a wrestling book. But <laughs> it's about the lengths that you would go to bring back someone you love. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Truly. Okay. It's good. It's great. Um, next we have Silver Coin. This is issue number 14. A little anthology about a coin that drives its owners mad. I guess mad yeah. into madness or murder. Depends on the person. 
Um, this issue was weird. It, it, it really was. It was a lot of like this whole back like, and forth kind of like the the past and how these two, this couple got to where they are currently, where mm-hmm. the story is being told. But it's also told in a way that like what he's seeing presently, like the horror that he's seeing, it, it was very weird. It's um, it's a pandemic story, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, like literally pandemic story. <laughs> At least last, like, I think this story arc has been just, like, so strange. And mm-hmm. I, it, that doesn't say that, it, I'm not saying that it's not good because it is really good. It's just, like, so much different, like, short of the Stephanie Phillips story. Like, all of the last, like, the last two for sure have just been, like, what in the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how this next story arc wraps up yeah the part was so wild that that always (laughs) reminds me of like there's a panel like that in the walking dead Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what it reminded me of but yeah great anthology yeah it's just a lot of fun it's real goofy sometimes yeah but yeah and i know the next issue connects a lot of the stuff together so i'm really excited to see how that happens is there going to be another like I, I would make that assumption, but I don't know. I haven't. didn't know if you had heard anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't read any of the letters or any. Oh, there are none. I was say, one. yeah, there's no letters. It just it's went just a back to the story. Yeah. Story. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, there's some merch that I'm buying. <laughs> I was mostly looking at Do a Power Bomb, and I was like, I need to buy some stuff from there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay. We got X Men Red. This is issue number six. 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 <laughs> We get the pickup from Magneto getting his chest burst out by Uranus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Mars just kind of coming together to figure out how to defeat all of the like big bad kaiju weirdos that have ended up there. The intimacy of this issue? Yeah. It was a really great issue. Mm-hmm. I, I like continue to really love this book and... I did like the like relationship between Storm and Magnadia. Magnadia. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Love that for him. <laughs> I don't know. Magnadio. Just what just happened to me? I don't know. Uh, there's ghosts in my house. The ghost just tried to speak through me. That was clearly a ghost. There's ghosts in my house. That was a clear clearly a ghost problem. <laughs> Um, anyway, Magneto, oh that relationship, top notch. Yeah, it was beautiful. I love my little fish man, Oxotl looking boy. He's the best. What is his name? I know it's in here. All of their faces. Zylo? Uh, yeah. Zylo? Oh no. So Booner of the Deaths? Yeah. They both look the same on here. This man? Yes, yeah, sub, 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 Sabunar. 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 Uh, but yeah, all of their faces when this is happening. It's just. Yeah. Uh, he looks like Megatron. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that might be why I like him so yeah. much. That's really good. Um, yeah, I, great issue. Continue enjoying the series. Fantastic. I love, I love Magneto so much. Yeah. I think this story does a really great job of, like, writing him, too. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
Right, Ready? Just a beautiful man, <laughs> yes. This is more Magneto stuff, kind of. And there's a lot of Magneto. Well, not a lot, but there is Magneto in here, yeah. and it's a pretty crucial point in this story. Um, this is Axe, Judgment Day. This is issue number four. We get more judgments. People are trying to bond the world together so that they can all be judged rightfully. And it doesn't go as planned. No, not at all. Art in this book is so fucking good. I know, I love it. I was telling anyone who would listen that look, he's just so beautiful. Yes. I can't. Star Fox is very, very Ugh. good in this. Very good looking. Very handsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes, it's, makes me weak. There's so much, like, there's so many words in here. Yeah, there's there's a lot, and there's a lot of, like, jumping back and forth between, like, of course, all the, the people mm-hmm. that have a part in this story, and it's, I really like it, and yeah, I keep making mistakes in, like, reading ahead, and... Yeah, sex to be you. Um, no, I wasn't even talking about me reading next. <laughs> I, I just meant, like... In my head, like, when I'm thinking about this particular story, I, like, there's a lot of stuff that I'm, like, I wonder if this is what has been referenced before, if this is, like, what's going to happen. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's just too many, there's too much death. <laughs> there's too many yeah. people dying that I like. Yeah. I mean, everybody's dying at every point in this mm-hmm. book, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's just, like, a lot going on, and it is intriguing how it's all happening, though. I like I like the judgment of it. I like the... I really like the idea of it for some reason. Mm-hmm. I like like the finality of it because there's also like that the X Men only have a certain amount of like eggs. I almost just <laughs> said balls. <laughs> it's the same thing. And it's like they keep they keep dying and then like having mm-hmm. to come back and it's like at what point are they not able to do that anymore? Yeah. And yeah. that stresses me out and mm-hmm. I don't. Because if I have to watch Nightcrawler Dude die, like, one more time, I'm going to lose it. It has happened so many times in the last, like, two years. Mm. Everybody dies. I know. Everybody's been dying I know. Everyone just keeps dying. Um, yeah. So I am, I'm excited to see how this, like, wraps itself up or what's going to happen. Like, not that it's going to have, like, any larger implications to, like, the Marvel Universe as a whole. But I feel like it'll definitely have implications for X-Men's. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, depending on who's writing it. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. Because, I, I mean, there's some stuff that's going on in the Marvel Universe that has to do with the X-Men that has nothing to do with, like, what's going on mm-hmm. currently, and I'm so confused by it. Uh, that's all we got. Yeah, that's it, actually. So, thanks for joining us this evening, this morning, this afternoon. Wherever you are. Yeah, thanks for coming in, into our home. Into our We're mouths, <laughs> if you're listening. Into our house filled with ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we hope you enjoyed it. You know, we want you to go support your local comic book shops and your local libraries and your friends and do good things and take care of one another. Heather's got stuff for you. I don't. Okay. Um, actually, uh, we have mentioned this before. We do have a Patreon. We are beginning to do our weekly stuff on there um if you are interested check it out uh the link is in our bio 
Uh, I can put it in Do the comments. We can put it in the comment threads. I'm sure it's in okay. some bio. If you look up Talk Comics to me on Patreon, it should just pop on up. Honestly, we'll link you. How about that? Uh, yeah, I'll put it in the yeah down there. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's down there. We'll make it available for you to um, click, 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 on. click, click, click. Uh, yeah, five dollars to see pick of the weeks. We did a little previews review i was gonna like go over <laughs> yeah a little brief examination of our preview picks uh and that was a lot of fun we hope to do that like monthly mm-hmm. and yeah so just hang out with us there give us a little extra money give us money we can use a little boost yeah um uh, but yeah thanks for supporting us and we love you and we'll see you on the flippity flip <laughs>